My name is Becky Taylor and I'm a transformational coach dedicated to helping you become the very best version of yourself possible. On this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with incredible people from all around the globe who have been massively influential in my life in the hope that their knowledge can in some way benefit you. Along with life-changing conversations, I'll be sharing my ever-expanding knowledge from years of studying the mind, body and spirit, as well as incredible breakthroughs experienced by clients. I'm constantly in awe of the power of our minds and love tapping in and making change on a subconscious level. So if growth and evolution are the essence of who you are, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Be Your Best Self podcast. Christoph, the brains behind Town Life magazine, our very own online magazine, is my guest on this episode. And for those of you who live in the Gunnedah region, I've no doubt you've seen his face around town, capturing beautiful moments to share with our local community to keep everyone in the loop of the amazing things happening in our town. Christoph is usually the man behind the lens, but today he's front and centre, sharing his journey through life from growing up in the Austrian Alps, living and working through Europe, Canada, and now Australia. Christoph's intelligence, wisdom, creativity, and worldly knowledge always shines through when we connect, and today's talk is no different. If you've ever wondered what drives this man to create such a beautiful online space where our community is explored and celebrated with no monetary benefits, then your questions will be answered today. Christoph and I met recently, and after chatting for a while, I knew I needed to share his story with our local community and beyond. The work Christoph is doing is so important, and without it, there'd be a huge hole in our local region. So let's jump right in and welcome Christoph to the show. Christoph, welcome to the show. Hello. Before we get started, I like to ask all of my guests a question, Mm -hmm. and the reason for this is a lot of my coaching clients struggle to allow themselves to do this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even more fearful, I guess, of doing this, allowing other people to see them do this. And that one thing is crying. So if you feel comfortable, would you be open to sharing with our guests when the last time was that you cry, you cried and why and your thoughts around that? Germans don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the last time uh, I cried was uh, actually one and a half years ago uh, with the beginning of the drought. And uh, I really cried, uh, it was last February, when I uh, flew my drone across uh, Lake Kiepitz, and uh, it was just overwhelming. And uh, the entire scenery looked like a, like a, like a, a, a bomb crater. It was uh, something that I didn't understand, that I had never seen before. Everything was dead, brown, uh, uh, maybe... Also because of the light, it was very, very dark, uh, and uh, it reminded me of some sort of Armageddon. So that's uh, something hell might look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I was there and uh, just started to cry. Couldn't take it. What was it about it in particular that brought up so emotion, so much emotion for you? Uh, that's, uh, that it is our life that is uh, on the line, because uh, we live in a, in a region where we need water. If there's no water, there's no life. And uh, understanding that uh, you have a dam that is uh, usually one and a half, two kilometers in diameter full with water, 
and then suddenly you realize uh, you're standing in the, in the middle of the dam where usually you have water and there's none. That uh, was just uh, scary. Yeah. Do you think that you've met so many people in this region, you know, the farming community and beyond that rely so heavily on the water? Do you think that's why it touched you even more because you've actually, you know, gotten to know these people on quite a personal level, I suppose, being part of the community like you are? I remember in, in this moment uh, my... Uh, my brain started to, to, to go really mental. It started to, to rotate because uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not necessarily about me. But uh, then to understand, uh, oh, uh, there's so many people in, in this community that are suddenly on dry land. One of my first questions uh, was, uh, how are you going to have showers? Where do they get the water from? You have all these, uh, these little kids uh, looking at their parents. We need water. I know it's it's very abstract, but uh, these are these are things uh, that made me realize uh, uh, how we rely on water and uh, where we use water, like uh, many other things in life, without thinking about it. We take them for granted uh, because they are here, and uh, uh, <clears throat> we don't ask about the origin. Where does it come from? Why do we have it? It's just there, and uh, and uh, yes, without no, without water, there is no life. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. So Christoph's joining me today to chat about his work, um, his life in general, and offer some wisdom and insights. So I guess can you first of all share with our listeners what what you do with regards to town life, what town life is, where the concept came from? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, the idea uh, behind town life is... Uh, that uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for beautiful things. I consider myself to uh, be a, a very, very positive, optimistic person. And uh, if you look at, uh, at, at media that is around, uh, uh, be it uh, uh, papers around the world, be it uh, other media, there's so many negative and bad things. So instead of, uh, of uh, partic participating in that, uh, I decided to create a platform that uh, covers all the good and positive uh, and uh, lovely things that uh, happen in our area and uh, just with the goal if, to leave people that look at, uh, at uh, town life to, to make them live with, uh, with a smile on their face. Yeah. And why do you think it's so important for us to focus on more positive things? And how, how do you see, how have you seen people get caught up in the negativity of the media in the past? Uh, in, in my personal ex experience, uh, it is easier to, to give in to the negative things. It's easier to talk about bad things that happened, negative things uh, that, uh, that happened. Uh, but to me, life is a balanced deal of, uh, of uh, light and darkness. We need both in order to stay grounded. But uh, to me, the more uh, interesting uh, part is to, to focus on the positive things, uh, looking into the light uh, rather than staring into the abyss. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, and uh, uh, that's what I'm trying to, to, to achieve. Mm -hmm. Have you always looked at life like that or has it been a journey of self-discovery and evolution? You know, as a, as a child, did you naturally look towards the positive side of things? Uh, as a child, I, I, I looked at mountains. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we had lots of cows. I grew up in the Austrian Alps uh, and... Uh, uh, life there uh, teaches you to, 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 to look at basics, at essentials in life. Because if you want to survive in, in, in the Austrian Alps in uh, two and a half uh, thousand meters uh, 
yes, you, you, mistakes are uh, unforgivable. You focus on what is important. And the most important thing in life is uh, to be happy, to accept what you've got. And uh, I learned from an early stage uh, that uh, it is not good to live in the past or to live in the future because the present is uh, the only thing that we perceive and uh, the only thing that, that is important. And I learned that at a very, at a, at a very early stage. Mm -hmm. So my personal life philosophy is uh, to deliver myself from myself, to keep my life, uh, yeah, in short words, as simple and plain as possible. Mm -hmm. And so what was life like growing up in the Austrian Alps? Because it would be so hard for a lot of people, especially around here, to comprehend that. I know for myself, I find that hard to comprehend. So what was life like? I grew up in a, in a little village in Tyrol with a little more than 6,000 people. Uh, everybody knew everybody. And, uh, and uh, uh, it was uh, I had a relatively nice uh, childhood. Uh, 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 and uh, it was uh, pretty much a learning what community means because uh, in, in, in such a harsh environment uh, you don't survive without uh, relying on other people. And uh, it's, it's very, very similar to, 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 to Canada. That's uh, uh, one of the reasons why I love it here. So uh, people are looking out for each other and uh, people taking care of each other and uh, people make sure that uh, nobody, uh, nobody suffers. Mm -hmm. And were you quite isolated in the town where you grew up? There are 6,000 people and there are lots yeah. of cow and sheep and goats yeah. and mountains. Yeah. And then distance from other towns and cities and things like that? Yes. The, uh, I was uh, 11 or 12 when I learned, oh, there's a life outside my village. And uh, uh, a very uh, radiant life because, uh, because uh, uh, when I was... 12 or 13, my parents moved to to the most western part of Austria, and suddenly I saw people from other cultures. So we have a a, a huge Turkish population population from from the Balkan that uh, helped uh, rebuild Austria after the war. And where I grew up, uh, we didn't have that. And then suddenly you see you see people from different culture, and then you ask yourself, how could I possibly miss that? So with schooling and those sorts of things, you didn't really learn a lot about that. Was schooling for you different to what our system's like over here? Yes, of course. It's, uh, uh, I mean, keep one thing in mind, I'm, uh, I'm 51, so that was uh, many, many moons ago when I went to school, and uh, uh, school systems have changed all, all over the world. Mm -hmm. So, of course, uh, we were focusing on uh, reading, writing, and uh, uh, Austrian history, and uh, fortunately, I grew up in a part uh, of, uh, of the world with, uh, with uh, history that uh, goes back to thousands of years. So, of course, uh, but... Uh, uh, nothing, uh, nothing outside this, uh, this, uh, not, nothing outside the gate. Mm -hmm. So I would say that I grew up in, in a very gated uh, and, uh, and uh, enclosed environment, uh, unable to uh, understand, oh, there might be something behind the fence, behind the gate. Yeah. And so when you talk about this sense of community where you grew up, especially yeah. when you were younger, how would the community get together? You know what kind of things would happen within the town in in a completely different way i mean uh, uh, fortunately uh, I grew up uh, without TV 
I remember Austrian TV, we had two channels and uh, they started to broadcast from six o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, kids programs were from uh, from six o'clock at night uh, until until 6.30. And that was TV. So I also grew up in, in an environment uh, where, uh, which is uh, extremely beautiful. You have nature, you have trees, you have uh, little lakes, you have mountains. Uh, so of course, uh, uh, there's a lot of kids and uh, they all come together. And instead of uh, watching TV, which didn't exist uh, back then, you spend time outside and uh, you, you get creative. So playing Indian and cowboy in, in the woods or Robin Hood, uh, we I remember we made our own bow and arrows and uh, uh, shot at each other and uh, came home with our arrows in uh, our upper legs and uh, throwing rocks uh, and uh, so all all the things that uh, that uh, that kids do, mm -hmm. but it helped uh, uh, develop creativity mm -hmm. because uh, you have this big mountain and uh, you visualize uh, who could I be who. Am I going to be today? Mm -hmm. And uh, you do that with uh, with uh, with uh, with other kids. And uh, uh, on 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 a broader sense, uh, yes, uh, we know how to celebrate in uh, in in Austria. Mm -hmm. Lots of good schnapps and uh, and uh, lots of uh, uh, festivals and uh, and uh, events in town where pretty much the entire community meets. Yeah, and so you move away when you're about twelve or thirteen to a larger place. Yes, it, which was a, a cultural shock. Yeah, and so talk about that cultural shock. How did your mind expand? How did you change as a result of that? It's uh, it was overwhelming, and uh, and uh, it took me quite some time to 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 understand uh, uh, that suddenly I'm no longer within this uh, this uh, closed community within within this gate, but uh, suddenly there are people there that look different, uh, that are different. Uh, 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 trying to communicate with them, trying to understand them, uh, and of course, uh, it was a, a, a city that was uh, three or four times bigger than uh, than where I grew up. So also everything uh, got bigger exponentially. So I remember in in our primary school where where I grew up, uh, there were fifty kids. The mm -hmm. entire school. And then suddenly you you move into into a school uh, where you have three hundred kids, and uh, and uh, it took me some time to 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 understand the concept mm -hmm. and uh, to to find my way. Yeah. And how long were you there for? I was there until I turned seventeen, mm -hmm. went to university, and then uh, at the age of twenty three, I was done with everything and. Then I said I want to move mm -hmm. because uh, maybe it was the fact that uh, the first big step from this itsy bitsy tiny microcosm uh, in the Austrian Alps to a bigger city, understanding uh, maybe some sort of curiosity was uh, was uh, was there to understand. Oh, now in school I learned there's Australia, there's the United States, there's Canada, there's Africa, and uh, I just wanted to 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 explore that. Uh, mm -hmm. To learn different cultures because uh, I, I enjoyed the, the cultures, uh, the different cultures that I that I uh, that I experienced when uh, when we moved to the, to the other part of Austria. Mm -hmm. I love Turkish people. They are so hosp their hospital their hospitality, the, the, their open mindedness, uh, uh, the way they give, the way they care, uh, family values. I I love that mm -hmm. and uh, and. Uh, 
yeah, after school, uh, I tried to find different places in, 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 uh, on this planet to, to experience that. And what did you study at university? Economics and uh, international business affairs. Yeah, and what was the reason you chose that? Because I wasn't interested in law and that uh, I was at a Swiss university and that was the only other subject that uh, I thought was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Did you find it interesting? Uh, yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So and uh, I stayed in, in this area during my, my time in, in Austria and uh, uh, after I finished university I spent some time in Chicago, some time in, in Paris uh, and then back to Vienna and uh, then a few years Berlin and then I've had enough and uh, moved to Montreal yeah. where I spent 14 years. And so what did you do for work and um, this, I guess this creativity that you talk about being born and encouraged when you were younger? You in, know? In, in Europe uh, and I, I would uh, divide my, my, my work experience into, into, into two parts. Mm -hmm. In Europe uh, I pretty much told people what they do wrong and they paid me for that. Mm -hmm. So typical consulting work. Okay. And it was very, very interesting uh, uh, getting into facility management, uh, uh, also focusing on things that, uh, that weren't there, helping uh, uh, incorporate new ideas. Uh, uh, and back then, uh, facility management was just, uh, just an idea of uh, managing a, a building with, uh, with uh, instead of having 500 handymen, you have uh, one, uh, one contractor that takes care of uh, certain areas and uh, setting that up, uh, developing that and uh, uh, making that uh, become popular, that was very, very interesting and, uh, and, uh, but very, very exhausting because I, I traveled uh, throughout, uh, throughout Europe and, uh, and uh, uh, spent too much time in hotels and uh, on, on planes and uh, eventually uh, after the fourth year in Berlin, I said, cut. Yeah. And uh, it was actually a coincidence that brought me to Canada, mm -hmm. which uh, just shows that uh, my, my idea of uh, looking at life as a flowing river, where you don't have any, any control where you end up, mm -hmm. is, uh, is true. It was a coincidence that uh, made me end up in Canada. And so what was Canada about? What took you there? I felt uh, I felt a little bit like uh, Christopher Columbus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With one difference, I hopped on a plane and uh, get there. And uh, fortunately, I uh, landed in Montreal. And uh, Montreal, to me, and I've seen a lot of places. I've lived in uh, quite a few places. Montreal, to me, is the most beautiful city on this planet. Yeah, I'm a very Francophone person. I I love Paris. I uh, love everything that uh, comes from France, except for the cars. But uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, this uh, idea of uh, savoir vivre, know how to live, it's just a, a very interesting concept to me. And uh, and uh, uh, I've seen uh, and done a lot of things in France. And now to experience a, a French community at the other end of the world, because some people say there's uh, Quebec and then there's Canada. Uh -huh. So Quebec is completely French, uh, uh, French territory. Uh, official language is French, and uh, people just uh, look at France. Uh, and uh, I might get belted for that, but uh, uh, 
try to apply this uh, this uh, very French uh, way of living, which is easy going. Mm-hmm. You enjoy. You you're happy. You uh, uh, just look at the things in a, in a positive way. And uh, I found that in 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 Montreal, mm-hmm. which is was exciting. Was that your way of looking at life? Before that, and was it intensified when you were there, or is it a new concept that you sort of took on from being there? No, I, I think it was an an, an evolution of uh, of uh, of my life philosophy. I I always said it's it's my life, it's my stage, and I make the rules on on, on my stage. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, I also I always try to keep my life as easy as possible, understanding there's light and there's darkness, uh, and. Uh, both need to coexist uh, without uh, taking things personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always uh, tried to give into into the finer things in life. Uh, I love to eat. I like good wine. I uh, like to enjoy. I like to be visually stimulated, uh, mentally stimulated, st- stimulated, uh, emotionally stimulated. Uh, so these are these were things, uh, or these are things that are more important to me than to. Uh, yeah, reflect on why did things happen or mm-hmm. what things could happen. Mm-hmm. That's not. Uh, I don't think it's a, it's a it, it's an appealing concept to me. Yeah. To me, the in between. What uh, what is it that uh, happens right now? That's the only thing that I I can perceive, and uh, and uh, it's so much more exciting uh, to uh, focus one hundred percent of your energy on what's happening at you right now. Mm-hmm. And is this something that you were taught growing up? your parents or what was your family dynamic like in terms of belief systems and my, my belief system I was uh, and that's the only thing I, I I'm going to say uh, my belief system uh, was uh, formed when I was seven uh, and uh, that's when I grew up yep. it was a traumatic event mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, that's when I learned the only one I can rely on is my is myself yeah and uh, that's when I personally believe I became an adult yeah. Because uh, something happened that uh, happens to every four kid on this uh, on this planet and uh, shouldn't happen. And yeah. uh, that's the only thing I, 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 want to, I want to say about that. Do you feel like, and whether it's from your personal experience or even listening to other people's stories um, who experience similar things, because it, you're right, like at that point in time, they then grow up or we grow yeah. up. Do you feel like that? You know, we can be robbed of our childhood when things like that happen. It depends on on how you look at it. So I uh, maybe it's uh, because I grew up in in a, in a very harsh environment. Uh, uh, understanding, uh, don't make any mistakes uh, because uh, you would not uh, live to tell. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's uh, that's uh, that makes me have to come to the conclusion. It's easier to think you're a victim. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, a lot more difficult to say, skip that. Mm-hmm. I will not let that rule my life. Yeah. So even now, when I when I look back, uh, I I don't uh, hold things, uh, events that happen in my life. And believe me, there's a lot of uh, uh, events uh, that happen in my life that are not nice, that are not beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't uh, let them. Uh, I don't. I don't let them rule me. Mm-hmm. They happened uh, as part of this concept, light and darkness. Mm-hmm. I need them in order then to go and sit here and, and, and try talking to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it's it's a hard concept for people 
um, to get their head around, I suppose, especially when we do experience bad things in life, yeah. you know. Um, but I guess the big thing too, one thing that can really help us to be able to look at, I guess, the light side of it too is what we're able to take from that and learn from that experience. All you need to do is to to go outside, look around, and then uh, you will see the majority of the things we are uh, enveloped in or that surround us are beautiful. Mm -hmm. So why would we go and, uh, and say, okay, this happened to me and it's bad that it happened to me and it's sad that it happened to me. Mm. If it is a lot more productive uh, to say, oh, this is nice and, uh, and uh, uh, this is beautiful and uh, this is something that makes me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And after four years uh, here in, in Canada, there are so many things that are just mind-blowing. Mm. That uh, that uh, that uh, make me feel good about myself. Uh, that uh, make me happy. That make me want to get up in the morning. And uh, that uh, don't even make me want to think about all the bad things that uh, that happened. And that's why it's so important for us to be mindful of what we're focusing on as well, because what we focus on will ultimately create our experience of life and ourselves. And I we would, have I, that choice. I would go even even further. Uh, we, we need to, to learn to accept what we've got uh -huh. rather than, uh, than uh, focusing on what we could get or focusing on what we didn't get. So I, I, I love being here. I love talking to you. I uh, love my, my appointments this morning. I, I like to see happy people. I like to collect beautiful things. Uh, and uh, I, I know it, it sounds hallmarky. I, I, I like to photograph smiling people because mm -hmm. it makes me feel good. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, uh, if you feel good about yourself, other people will notice that. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a very infectious thing to be positive and and happy and uh, and in in an honest way. There's yeah. a lot of a uh, lot of stuff out there where people smile and you know, okay, um, rather, please don't smile. But uh, mm -hmm. most of the times, so the smiles that I get are just mind blowing. Yeah, and it's it's a ripple effect. You're so right. Yeah. It is yeah. infectious. Yeah. Yeah, and how nice for people to be able to feel good from an interaction or something yes. you publish, yeah. you know, their experience of you um, rather than in a negative way. Yeah, I mean, one of, uh, one of the, the most uh, popular things is still just a simple smile of the day. Yeah. And uh, I, I love doing it. And, uh, and uh, most of them just happen out of the blue. I roll up and down Main Street uh, like, a, like, a, like an Energizer bunny and then I see someone smile at me. Yeah. And I smile back and then smile of the day. And I just love it. Yeah. It's yeah. So, much, uh, so much more comfortable to focus on these things than on the bad things. But uh, then uh, to, to, to close this uh, cycle, uh, you standardly keep it at 0.4% and... Mm -hmm. You just don't understand it. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it makes you appreciate the beautiful things more. Mm -hmm. Do you find some people aren't open to the positivity, to the good vibes? Do you ever come across people who are resistant to it? What are your thoughts on that? Do you ever experience that? Uh, yes, I, I think sometimes it's easier to, uh, to, to just... Uh, uh, Give into into negative things because it's it's, it's things that are, that are bad things that happen sound so more sound so more so much more spectacular. Mm. Oh, I got hit by a cow or a snake bit me or what whatever. Mm. 
that sounds more spectacular than oh I was uh, the smile of the day mm-hmm. so it's a uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, I don't think uh, people want it but I think it's easier to mm. uh, to to be victimized and uh, to focus on, on, on bad things and I guess when we're constantly surrounded by it, it can be a funny concept for people you know to to be like why does someone or some organization or something just want to out of the goodness of their own heart spread yeah. a nice yeah. message yeah I mean uh, <clears throat> This is this is another reason why I love Canada, and maybe Canada is 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 a is a is, a, is an exceptional place because uh, uh, while I I have a lot of experience with people feeling as a victim, uh, uh, drowning in sorrow and uh, and pain, you you don't really see that here in Canada. So I I think Canada is a, is a is a is a very very happy community that uh, is trying to look at. Things in a, in in a, in a positive way, and uh, by looking in a positive way, that might explain why Canada is such a giving and caring community, mm-hmm. where people look after each other, look for each other. And yes, you still have you, you will always have rumors and other things, but uh, they are not prominent. Mm-hmm. People will always talk, yeah. But it's not uh, not uh, not as prominent as in 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 other places that I've experienced. Yeah, that's why I, I love being here. It's uh, just a very friendly, happy, caring, and giving community, and I say that uh, from the bottom of my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. I love it here, and um, yeah, everything that you're saying about the community is so right. And it is unfortunate that there's other places that don't have that because yeah. it just makes such a difference in people's lives. Yeah. You know, there's always something happening, and people get together and support one another. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a good sense of community here. What is it about it? Is it the people? Is it the, what, for you, what's your... I think it's the air. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not the water. I, <laughs> I, on, honestly, I, I haven't found out and uh, I, I would like to keep that as, a, as, as a, some sort of mystery. Yeah. I don't want to know why everybody is, uh, uh, is happy and caring and giving. I... I I, I'm, I, I rather enjoy it mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very, very proud of being a part of that Yeah, because uh, it's also one of these answers where, where we might not get an answer from. Yeah, definitely. And so let's talk a little bit more about town life, what you do on a daily basis, yeah. what you've got coming up in the future. We were talking earlier about some exciting things you've got happening in the next week or two. Yeah. Yeah. So... I get up in the morning, have my resurrection espresso and uh, and smoke, and then <laughs> is that what you, what you wanted? <laughs> so at the moment, <laughs> I'm just answering your questions. So at the moment, you're doing a series. She's blushing so beautifully. <laughs> at the moment, you're doing a series on home-based businesses. Yes. So where did that concept? Where did that idea come from? I am a big fan of markets. I love markets, and uh, I recently read a statistics uh, saying we have you know, 2.2 million businesses in Australia, and more than 900,000 of them are home-based businesses. So the the economic impact that they have on uh, on, uh, on, uh, on 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 our communities is just uh, huge, and uh, I consider myself to be a little bit of an explorer. 
I like to discover things uh, and uh, things that are uh, that are out of the ordinary, things that you don't find uh, at Woolworths or Coles or <clears throat> in any shelves. And uh, uh, to me, the interesting part was uh, to see how work at home moms balance their lives mm -hmm. because most of them have uh, two or three kids, uh, which. Uh, uh, with, uh, with an active school life, uh, there's uh, a husband involved, there's uh, uh, pets involved, uh, there's a household involved. Uh, and then to, to say, to balance that and still have uh, the, the time and energy to be creative. And some of, uh, uh, especially clothing and, uh, and, and other things, the creativity that goes in there, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, and then... Most of the stuff is also homemade, so it's not uh, some factory in China or in Taiwan that uh, that produces that. There's a mom sitting behind the sewing machine, uh, uh, producing that, that from scratch. And then to find the time to be at markets and selling it at uh, prices where I thought, okay, that's uh, extremely reasonable. Yeah. There, there, there are certain certain things that I don't understand, and uh, uh, to me, it's extremely fascinating. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, also the, the idea is uh, it's one way to give back to the community, yeah. which is uh, one of my, my main focus. I, I have the privilege of living here in Canada, mm -hmm. so I also consider the responsibility to give back. Yeah. And is it mostly women that you come across with the home-based businesses so far? No, I, I actually have uh, two, two, two men lined up. Yeah. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, women are more open-minded. Uh, to to being uh, on stage than uh, than men. Yeah, uh, I get uh, asked a lot. There's only woman for a smile of the day. Mm. Yeah, show me a man that uh, wants to 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 smile into the camera, then uh, I will gladly do it. Yeah, uh, and uh, maybe it's also something traditional. Most men have their jobs; they work uh, in town or in the mines or doing other things while creating. Uh, Kids' clothes or, or shoes or accessories, jewelry, mm -hmm. that's uh, something that uh, usually women do. Yeah. Do you think that um, women undervalue themselves talking about, you know, what they're pricing these homemade goods and these products that they're putting so much time and effort into? No, I, I, think, uh, I think these women are extremely smart, uh, understanding that the, the, the concept of, uh, of, uh, of uh, a market simply has. Yeah. Of course, uh, if you... Uh, if if you value these items, or then uh, in my opinion, they should be sold two or three times or more as uh, as what they're priced. But then, who is going to buy it? Who is going to buy them in that market space? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So who is going to buy uh, baby clothes? Uh, it's one hundred fifty dollars a pop. Yeah. Not uh, not too many. Yeah. But uh, then, <clears throat> very often, I I get the impression that uh, to to these women, it's not about the money. Mm. It is about uh, uh, staying sane. Knowing all the craziness in, in my life with for kids, households, school, sport, I use that uh, to clear my mind, to yeah. uh, have my, I call them me moments. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's more important to a lot of them than uh, to become millionaires. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a form of self-care for them. Yeah. It's also an expression of pride because yeah. uh, I speak with a lot of them at, at markets and uh, uh, to you ask questions and you can literally see how they're lighting up or telling you the ideas behind uh, where they find the ideas or what inspired them and uh, that's another extremely beautiful thing that uh, 
that you can find if you know where to look. And I think that's what makes, you know, markets such a beautiful space to be in as well yep. because they tend to be full of these people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you can pick up on that. You pick up on that energy, on that vibe. On this pride. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and would you like to know more about it? Yes, of course. And then uh, an hour later, you just like, yeah, fascinating. I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And so you're heading to Melbourne next week? Yes. Yeah. Let us know. Share with us what's happening down there. I, in, in, in my job, uh, I'm uh, sometimes very, very privileged with uh, photo projects. And I'm uh, flying down to Sydney on uh, uh, Sunday to photograph uh, Canada Pony Club. They are competing uh, at uh, the uh, Sydney Royal Easter Show. I believe it's the first time uh, since the, the club uh, was uh, was founded, but uh, it hasn't. If I'm wrong, it hasn't happened in a long time. Yeah. So I'm uh, trying to give uh, these girls uh, who put a lot of time in preparation, rolling down to Sydney with uh, 500 horses and uh, and uh, taking care of the horses during their stay, just uh, getting there and uh, have full media accreditation. So I'm allowed to get into the arena, get very very close. Okay. And taking some uh, nice memento shots uh, of uh, of uh, the Canada Pony Club girls. Yeah, and without that, you know, they wouldn't have that, and it's so important. And then also then to for that to be shared with the community, too. You know, the work that you do definitely adds to the sense of community here, and yeah. people know what's going on. And um, yeah, it's really important. A lot of people ask me because uh, most of my my photo shoots I don't charge. Mm -hmm. And most of uh, most of uh, people look at me. Why do you photograph? Uh, why not make money of it? Mm. Yeah, because it makes me feel good. Yeah. I I mean it when I say I love to photograph happy people or uh, nice situations, nice uh, moments. I like capturing moments uh, that uh, otherwise uh, will be lost forever. Yeah. And being there, seeing the pride uh, in, in these girls' eyes. I've uh, interviewed them before and uh, uh, yeah, they just grew 10 inch when I photographed them. They are so proud to be there. Yeah. And you see this, the sparkles in their eyes. And I'm just trying to capture that. Yeah. And uh, uh, to me, I, I wanted to go to the Easter show anyway, uh, to go there the last day. It doesn't uh, make a difference to me. and. Uh, to be there and uh, see them uh, bringing home 500 medals to Canada. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, another beautiful thing that I, yeah, that I'm I'm able to collect. Why do you think people struggle with the fact? Why why do, for them do you think they're like? But what do you get out of it? You know, like why do you think people can't get their head around that? It's about more than just money. You know what I mean? For, first of all. Uh, <clears throat> Not everything is about money. That's uh, usually my answer. Uh, secondly, there's a, a, f a family photo shoot can easily go for four or five hundred dollars, and I believe that uh, that uh, every family should have the right to have at least one decent photo shoot with all kids in it. Yeah, I think uh, it, to me it's uh, it's something that uh, that uh, that they should have. They, they should. They should have a right on, on doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in addition to that, uh, it allows me to go and, uh, and uh, 
collect another beautiful moment. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, it sounds hallmarky again uh, uh, to take care of these photos and then uh, to to see the the, the appreciation and uh, and uh, gratification that I get by by the sparkles and the smiles. Uh, uh, that's so much more than money. Yeah, that's something money can't buy. Absolutely. And knowing I made them happy and. They will look at these photos in 10, 15 years when their kids are moved out and will remember exactly where the photo was taken and, uh, and uh, the things that happen during the photo shoot. That's uh, another thing. Most photo shoots don't go down according to plan. There's uh, mm -hmm. usually crazy things that happen and uh, uh, that's why I'm doing it. Not everything is about money. Do you have family photos like this, like of you and your family when you were younger? No, because uh, uh, back then I have a few where uh, uh, I was an extremely ugly kid, uh, uh, so there aren't too many photos of me. <laughs> <laughs> and usually my head was uh, hidden <coughs> behind a, uh, underneath a big head or a blanket or whatever. <laughs> by your parents or by <laughs> yeah, your yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was usually left alone in the, in, in, in the prams uh, around the corner. Nobody, my mom, no, that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, just <clears throat> just kidding. I, I was actually a, 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 a quite a cute kid, but uh, photography back then was extremely expensive. Yeah. So developing a a, a film with uh, twenty four photos in it, uh, yes, uh, you could go and buy a laundry detergent for that. Mm. Or uh, I didn't grow up rich. Uh, yeah. We by, by by any means, we weren't. Neither wealthy nor no, no rich, but uh, we always had everything that we needed, and mm -hmm. uh, and of course that's the question: uh, Do I take the photo and uh, pay uh, thirty, forty dollars uh, to get it developed, mm -hmm. or to go and buy some candy or some groceries or take the kids on the trip? Mm -hmm. So, and a similar thing is uh, is is nowadays. Uh, uh, it's the same here. Do I spend the money on a photo shoot, yeah. or do I pay something else with it? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, and by me not charging for for these uh, shoots, uh, I'm just opening a door that uh, seemed impossible before. Do you wish that you had that from your childhood? No, because uh, uh, a very famous man once said, "What a divine gift is imagination." <laughs> Have you had the opportunity to? Do you see your family much now? Like you have siblings. Yeah, yeah, but both my parents are dead. Yep. So, and uh, uh, I'm going to see my sisters uh, in uh, this August. I'm, mm -hmm. uh, my wife wants to see Austria again. Mm -hmm. We were there two years ago, mm -hmm. and uh, she was scared that uh, she might not come down from the mountains. But uh, <laughs> she's, she she now trusts me <laughs> that it is safe and uh, that. Uh, so we're going back uh, seeing my, my sisters and then. Yep. Uh, uh, this this time we're going to show different parts of Europe. Uh, I've spent a few days in Vienna and Berlin and France, and uh, then uh, one one of my highlights is uh, a week in Bordeaux, uh -huh. where I booked in for uh, wine decade, uh, wine tasting uh -huh. with uh, Chateau Petrus, which uh -huh. is considered the best red wine in the world. Yeah, I haven't done that before. It was on my bucket list. Yeah, and uh, then she. One of her highlights is uh, to uh, stay in, in, in a mountain cottage in 3,000 meters okay. on the cliff wow. with a 2,000 meters free fall. Stay there overnight. Wow. And that's, that's something that you can do only in Austria. Yeah. 
So overlooking an entire area with hundreds of lakes. Yeah. So what else is on your bucket list? Pretty much living every day as it was my last one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm not too 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 worried. I'm not uh, afraid of dying. I'm not uh, worried if I go to heaven or hell or if I uh, find a, a bright light. Uh, a very famous man, Martin Heidegger, once said, uh, if I die, I go back to where I came from. Mm -hmm. And I like that. So uh, until then, I'm uh, my bucket list is uh, collecting as many beautiful moments uh, and uh, captivating moments uh, as possible. Yeah. And so where can people find you online to check out these moments that you capture? Oh, on Facebook, Instagram, yep. and, uh, and, uh, and web. Yeah, and and, uh, and right now I'm sitting in uh, in in, in Becky's uh, living room. Or that's not a living room, is it? No, it's yeah. my office. Your office. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who aren't in the Gunnar region and aren't um, familiar with town life, what's your website? Where can they find you on Instagram? On oh, it's a uh, website. Uh, you now want me to say it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> website is uh, townlife.com.au. Facebook uh, is. Uh, 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 facebook.com slash maganada because yep. Facebook didn't allow me to change it over to Town Life mm -hmm. and Instagram is uh, Town Life Magazine. Yeah, great. Okay. And so before we finish up, what's one thing that people can do every day to be the best version of themselves? Look for the positive things in life. Mm -hmm. And everything else will fall into places. Mm-hmm. Because if, uh, if, if you look at, uh, at the effect that uh, someone that uh, is radiant, that is happy, that is positive, uh, has versus someone that uh, is just miserable and, and feels bad about himself uh, all day, uh -huh. you have for the, the answer. Yeah. Do you practice gratitude? Do I? Do you? Practice gratitude. Like being grateful. You know, being mindful of the things you talk about, being present and you know accepting things for how they are, and being happy with you know with where you are right now. Does gratitude come into play? Do you feel like that's just a state that you're in quite often? I'm uh, I'm I'm grateful about uh, the things that I have every day. Yeah. And uh, again, I learn to accept the things that I that I have. Yeah. Good or bad. Yeah. And uh, because they help me keep uh, they they help me stay grounded. Yeah. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for your time today. It's been so great to chat. Always Thank you. love our chats. <laughs> Thank you very much. We have plenty of more to come along, and I'll put some links um, in the podcast episode so yeah. people can find you yeah. online um, to follow you. I'm sure they'll be blown away because you're doing such great work, and keep doing what you're doing. It's so important, especially in our community and beyond. Thank you. It's a, it's a lot of fun doing it, and uh, as long as I'm allowed to do that, uh, we'll definitely not change that. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you head over to iTunes, click subscribe and leave me a review. I'd also love to connect with you via social media. Just search Becky Taylor, Transformational Coach on all platforms and you'll find me. My website is beckytaylor.com and if you'd like to get in touch with me directly, shoot me an email on info at beckytaylor.com. Until next time, keep shining your light. Infinite love and gratitude.